Hello, good day, how are you doing? Welcome once again to my Bible study session. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are thriving in this season, regardless of um, whatever may be happening in the world right now, that you have favor with God and with man. And I hope that you're growing in the ways of the Lord. You are read, studying your Bible more. You're spending time with Abba. You're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you're getting to know who your Savior Jesus Christ is. Okay, so our Bible study for today will be, um, we'll be taking a look at um, Luke chapter 10. Yes, Luke chapter 10. So Luke is a book in the New Testament, of course you know, <laughs> and um, we're looking at chapter 10 verse, we're looking at the story of Mary and Martha, I'm sure you know of the story, if this is your first time hearing of this story, it's, a, it's an interesting story with good points and good, um, a good lesson to it, so um, we're looking at um, verse 38 to 42. Yes. So once again, welcome to the Bible study um, session. My name is Sylvia. I'll say a quick word of prayer. Um, then we'll proceed with the Bible study session. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for this journey that we are on, Lord. Father, we ask that you take absolute control of this Bible study session. Holy Spirit, we ask that you dominate the atmosphere of wherever we are right now. Fill our hearts with your love. Touch our hearts to be receptive to the word of God and Control my lips and my mouth to speak only words that you inspire in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, it's important for us to um, prepare our hearts to receive the word of God. Every single time you want to do your personal Bible study session, I will advise that um, you pray because um, we, we know that the scripture was bettered um, the scriptures was oh, it, the word of God. That's the Bible was bettered from um, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and for you to truly understand this book of mysteries, this amazing book that God has given to us, you need the Holy Spirit to tell you what the book is saying and to reveal to you the beautiful revelations that are hidden in this book. The Bible is not an ordinary book. It's a powerful book. It is the word of God. It contains the scriptures. The Bible is an amazing book. It is our food as Christians. The way you eat your regular food to nourish your body, we eat the word of God to nourish our spirit man because we all know that you are a spirit you live in a body and you have a soul. So it is unfair for you to feed your flesh, that's the man, the human, and to leave your spirit man starving. It is always important to take in the word of God and nourish your spirit man. So I would like to encourage you to have your 
own personal Bible study sessions where the Holy Spirit ministers directly to you and you receive first-hand revelations from God. It is one thing to experience God on your own. It is another thing to experience God through the mouth of another person. We are, you should not be content with just second-hand revelations of God. No, you need your own personal word. And you, you, you get your personal word when you spend time with the Father. You need to spend time with the Father. We are so busy in this day and age. We are running from pillar to pole, helter skelter. We are doing so many things at the same time. Many of us have chains of businesses. Many of us are family people. Many of us are students. Many of us are this and that. We are so busy. We are so busy these days. Yes, and the title of um, this podcast is, Are You Too Busy? Are you too busy? Now, that's the question I want to ask you. Are you too busy? You need to ask yourself that question. Do you think you're too busy? Because sometimes you say, no, I'm not too busy. But when we check your calendar for the day, your itinerary for the day, you are busy. You are so busy that... Sometimes when we're so busy, we think we're being led by the Holy Spirit, but no, we're being led by deadlines. The things, the objectives you set for your day, the goals you set for your day, the things you want to accomplish. We are so driven by our will that sometimes we miss the will of God. And we wonder, why are things happening this way? Then you wonder, why am I so ill? Why is my body failing me? You are walking at your pace and not the pace of the Spirit of God. You are running too fast to even hear what God is saying. It is very easy to be caught in this web. We get so busy. We get so busy. Yes, most of the time we're being productive, but what is the point of having success and you don't have peace of mind, you don't have good health, you're lacking direction, there's confusion confusion at the end of the day. Your relationships are, um, um, are suffering. If, if you're a married person, your family is suffering. It, it doesn't make any sense when you have so much success, but you lack peace. It doesn't make any sense. The kind of success we want as children of God is success that comes with peace of mind, peace that comes from Christ. It is complete success. That is complete success. Now we're going to read an interesting story about being busy, being too busy. This is a story from the Word of God. The Word of God in Luke chapter 10. I'll be reading, I'll start from verse 38. I'll read down to verse 42. I'm, I'm reading um, the easy, easy, um, I think easy read version that's what it's called, ERV, right? Easy to read version. Yes, that's the translation, the Bible translation I'm reading. So let me start. While Jesus and his followers were traveling, he went into a town and a woman named Martha let him stay at her house. She had a sister named Mary. Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to him teach. But her sister Martha do you remember that the word says that Martha let him stay at her house? But her sister Martha was busy doing all the work that had to be done. So can you see that? The work had to be done, but Martha was busy. The scripture 
the, the word of God is showing us that Martha was busy. Verse 40, but her sister Martha was busy doing all the work that had to be done. Martha went in and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. So Mary was at Jesus' feet, listening to him, and Martha had so much to do. And she was wondering, come on, this is the Lord. Can't he even tell Mary to do the right thing? Don't you feel like that sometimes? And you're like, why am I the one thinking logically and everyone is thinking like they, are, they don't have any sense? It seems like I'm the one planning my life. I'm the one making all the savings, doing um, 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 investing. And this person is just there doing what I don't know, saying they are serving God. Doing the, and it's really hurting you that... This person is not doing the needful. But listen to what Jesus told Martha. Verse 41. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are getting worried and upset about too many things. Did you see that Jesus said too many things? Verse 42. Only one thing is important. Only one thing is important. Mary has made the right choice and it will never be taken away from her. What did Jesus mean by this? Did he mean that what Martha was doing was not important? He didn't say it was... He didn't say she was wasting all her time, but he said only one thing is important. Yes, he actually pointed it out to her that Mary took a different route. She, she chose the most important thing, only that one thing that was important. The Bible, the, the Lord says that Mary has made the right choice. Yes, he actually pointed it out to her. You can imagine that Martha, all those things you are doing, indirectly, that's what he told her, all those things you are doing are, are not important. Only one thing is important. That's what Jesus said. Only one thing is important. Mary has made the right choice and it will never be taken away from her. Now I want to ask you, are you too busy? Are you too busy? Ask yourself that question and give yourself a, an honest, an honest response. My dear brothers and sisters, are you too busy? Because it's one thing to serve the Lord and it's, one, it's another thing to be too busy for God. Do you know that you can be too busy serving God and you are too busy for God? <laughs> It doesn't make any sense, right? Let me break it down. You can be too busy with a full schedule. I'm doing this for God. I'm in this department. I'm doing that. I have to go for this prayer meeting. And you are not scheduling time to have a sit down with God. So you are trying to impress the person that you are dishonoring. So you are spending time trying to impress God but you are really not honoring him. You are satisfying your flesh by trying to do all the right things to prove to yourself that you are doing the right thing, but you are ending up doing the wrong thing. I'm going to read what the Lord said again. He said, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are getting worried and upset about too many things. Are you getting worried and upset about too many things? Are you? 
Are there too many troubles on your mind? Problems you have created yourself. Are you overwhelmed? Are you getting depressed that you're not meeting the goals you have set that God actually did not set? So you're using a particular yardstick to measure your success, but that's not the yardstick that God wants you to use. So you feel unworthy, but God is telling you, come, my daughter, come, my son, you're very worthy. Spend time with me. Let me tell you things about yourself that you know not you do not know about come and listen most of the time we spend so much time in prayer pray talking at god but we're not listening to him so you brag about how you're such a righteous person you have an amazing prayer life but truly you don't have a good communication with god in your mind you are doing all the right things you are reading the Bible. You are not studying the word of God. You are reading the Bible. You are talking at God. But you are really not talking to him. Because if someone is so real to you, when you talk to the person, you wait for feedback and you obey the person. Verse 39 says, She had a sister named Mary. Mary was sitting. Are you sitting? Are you sitting at the feet of Jesus? Are you spending time with Abba or are you too busy? I'm going to go back to that verse 39 and read it again. Verse 39 says, she had a sister named Mary. Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to him teach. You are complaining that there are too many false teachers. You are complaining that people are diluting the gospel. Have you gone to the author of the gospel? Have you spent time with him? Have you spent time with him? Or are you busy complaining about the quality of the words you see, you, you hear in this world and in this age? Why don't you learn from the feet of your father? Do you know that he's the greatest teacher ever? Do you know? So now I'd like to encourage you. I believe that this would be a very short podcast. I would like to encourage you. Don't be too busy doing things for God and you miss God altogether. Do you know that the Pharisees, they knew the scriptures, they studied the scriptures, but they missed Jesus. So you can be a child of God and miss the Holy Spirit. It is very possible. The Pharisees missed Jesus. They knew the prophecies, but they missed him. They were busy lamenting about him. They did not recognize him. Do you know as a single lady, you can pray for the right man and miss him because you didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. You were judging the outlook of the man or his accents based on what the world, the standards of the world and based on your own human opinion, you missed the voice of the Holy Spirit and you did not recognize your husband when the Lord sent him, when the Lord answered your prayers. Do you know you can miss that great business idea that will bring you so much wealth because you looked at the business and you said, pure water business. 
come off it. What do you mean by I should start a pure water business or I should sell thrift clothes or I, I, we hold ourselves in so, such a high esteem that we miss the word of God. We miss the word of God. Hmm? Sorry, I'm trying to pull out a scripture. We, a scripture that we are all very familiar with. See, don't get too familiar with the word of God that you miss when God is speaking to you through his word. Do you know that it's very possible? You say, no, I know that story in the Bible. And God is saying, can you keep quiet and just study that word again? The Holy Spirit wants to minister something different to you. But you said, no, I'm too familiar with it. Don't be too familiar with the things of God that you miss his voice. Because the Pharisees were too familiar with the scriptures that they missed Jesus. Now, I'm going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. The Bible says, But God chose what the world considers nonsense to put wise people to shame. God chose what the world considers weak to put what is strong to shame. So you're expecting that because... Mr. A hit it big, selling houses, and he started his real estate business. I must sell houses to hit my first millions. No, that's not, that's not how God works. Because it worked, this worked out for it on that person does not mean that it will always work out for you. God is a faithful God. You need to trust him to be a father to you. So if he's a father to you, you need to trust his guidance and his love and his discipline. So you're trusting God for a, an amazing business idea to give you wealth. But he tells you to start, start an NGO to help people, maybe rape victims, maybe um, motherless um, 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 babies, maybe single mothers, maybe abused um, children, maybe young men. He's telling you to start from small. Your wealth is hidden. In that seed. But you say, no, the seed is too small. I'm asking, Father, I'm asking you for a mango seed. And you're telling me to plant corn. Have you seen the size of, of, of a grain of maize? It's so small. I'm asking you for a mango seed. I want something I can hold in my palm. And he's saying, start with that one that you can hold with your finger. Are you too busy? Because sometimes... We spent ten years on we spent ten years on one prayer point that God has had answered in five minutes if only you sat down with him. So you've idolized your prayer points instead of keeping the focus on God. Are you too busy like Martha running around doing everything that has to be done? The Bible says, but his sister, but her sister Martha was busy doing all the work that had to be done. You are so busy. Do you know that that, let me give you an illustration. Do you know um, if you're a mother or a father or maybe a guardian and you have a child, sometimes we, parents get, parents and guardians get so busy doing things for, the ch for children and all they want is some time with you. That's the way it is with God. You are busy trying to impress God, but he's telling you, come, come have koinonia with me. Come sit with me. Listen to me. 
let me teach you great and mighty things. Come, in my presence, my glory is there. And where my, where my glory is, there is power. Power for healing. Power to create wealth. Power for wholeness. Wisdom. Direction. Clarity. Everything is there. Provision is there. Sit with me. Come sit with me. But no, you are too busy. You're a church leader. You are too busy. You're a church worker. There are too many shadows. You must get it, those things done. And he's saying, what is the point of doing things for me when you're not doing them for... Trying to... Uh -uh. What's the point of doing things for me when you're not doing them for me? I don't know whether you get that. You are doing things for me. You think you're doing things for God, but you're really not doing them for God because what you're doing... Is not impressing God. Now, let's look at the story of King Saul. Where King Saul disobeyed God. Because we can easily fall into that those shoes. Where you think you are impressing God. And meanwhile, you are disobeying him. I'm going to be reading the contemporary English version of 1 Samuel chapter 15. I'll start from verse 1. One day, Samuel told Saul, the Lord had had me choose you to be king of his people, Israel. Now listen to this message from the Lord. When the Israelites were on their way out of Egypt, the nation of Am Amalek attacked them. I am the Lord all-powerful, and now I am going to make Amalek pay. Go and attack the Amalekites. Destroy them and all their possessions. Don't have any pity. Kill their men, women, children, and even their babies. Slaughter their cattle, sheep, camels, and donkeys. Saul sent messengers who told every town and village to send men to join the army at Telaim. I hope I'm pronouncing properly. Telaim. Tell there were 200... There were 210,000... There were 200... 10,000 troops in all, and 10,000 of these were from Judah. Saul organized them, then led them to a valley near one of the towns in Amalek, where they got ready to make a surprise attack. Some Kenites lived nearby, and Saul told them, your people were kind to our nation when we left Egypt, and I don't want you to get killed when I wipe out the Amalekites. Live here and stay away from them. The Kenites left. And Saul attacked the Amalekites from Havilah to Shur, which is just east of Egypt. Every, Amal every Amale Amalekite was killed except King Agag. Saul and his army left Agag alive, and they also spared the best sheep and cattle. They didn't want to destroy anything of value, so they only killed the animals that were worthless or weak. Do you remember that in chapter, in, sorry, in verse 3, God told him, don't have any pity. Kill their men, women, children, and even their babies. Slaughter their cattle, sheep, camels, and donkeys. But Saul disobeyed God. That's what happens sometimes when we think that we are obeying God, we're honoring God, we're just dishonoring him and diso disobeying him because we are not 
we're not actually obeying him. We are allowing logic and we are allowing our flesh come into play. We are not obeying him with our spirits and with our hearts. So Saul tweaked the instruction of God. Do, do you find yourself tweaking the instruction of God sometimes? Where you are trying to adjust to this generation and the norms of society, that you are tweaking what God is telling you to do. You are tweaking it. He's telling you how to have a relationship. You are tweaking it to suit, to suit the norm in our generation, in this society that you live in or I live in, or everyone lives in. So you are trying to adjust to the norm in society, and you are tweaking God's instructions. Are you disobeying God when you think you're obeying him? Are you dishonoring God when you think you're honoring him? Are you running around like Martha? You are being too busy doing things for God, but you are really not doing them for God. This is what King Saul was doing. He thought he was doing it for God, but he was disobeying God. Verse 10, the Lord told, told um, Samuel, Saul has stopped obeying me and I'm sorry that I made him king. That is one of the saddest things that God can say about a man. God regretted making him king. Ah, it's such a painful statement. He said, I'm sorry that I made him king. Samuel was angry and cried out in prayer to the Lord all night. Early the next morning, he went to talk with Saul. Someone told him, some, Saul went, okay, someone told him, Saul went to Carmel, where he had a monument built so everyone would remember his victory. Then he left for Gilgal. Fine, Samuel finally caught up with Saul. Can you imagine? So he even made the monument. In his mind, he had done the right thing. He was now, he now, he now had the guts to make a monument for, to show, show that he had victory. Let's continue. Samuel finally caught up with Saul and Saul told him, I hope the Lord will bless you. I have done what the Lord told me. Can you imagine that Saul actually thought he was obeying God? Do you know that sometimes we make that mistake where we think that we're honoring God, but we are plainly dishonoring him. Where we think that we're acting in the fear of the Lord, but we are not acting in the fear of the Lord. We're acting in the fear of man. Samuel finally caught up with Saul, and Saul told him, I hope the Lord will bless you. I have done what the Lord told me. Then why, Samuel asked, do I hear sheep and cattle? The army took them from the Amalekites, Saul explained. They kept the best sheep. The army took them from the Amalekites, Saul explained. They kept the best sheep and cattle so they, will, so they could sacrifice them to the Lord your God. But we destroyed everything else. Stop, Samuel said. Let me tell you what the Lord told me last night. All right, Sam, um, Saul answered. Samuel continued. You may, not think, you may not think you are very important, but the Lord chose you to be king, and you are in charge of the tribes of Israel. When the Lord sent you on this mission, he told you to wipe out those worthless Amalekites. Why didn't you listen to can you see that word is mentioned again? Listen, Jesus, the, the scripture pointed at listen again in that story we read about Miriam Mata. Why didn't you listen to the Lord? Why did you keep the animals and make him angry? But I listened to the Lord, 
Saul answered, He sent me on a mission and I went. I captured King Agag and destroyed his nation. All the animals were going to be destroyed anyway. That's why the army brought the best sheep. So you can imagine he was still arguing. That's why the army brought the best sheep and cattle to Gilgal as sacrifices to the Lord your God. He's still saying the Lord your God. It's not his God. <laughs> Tell me, Samuel said, does the Lord really want sacrifices and offerings? No! He doesn't want your sacrifices. He wants you to obey him. Rebelling against God or disobeying him because you are proud is just as bad as worshipping idols or asking them for advice. You refuse to do what God told you, so God has decided that you can't be king. I have seen Saul admitted, I disobeyed both you and the Lord. I was afraid of the army and I listened to them instead. Please forgive me and come back with me so I can worship the Lord. So you can see that Saul was afraid of the army. Are you so caught up being afraid of people's opinions that you are so busy that you're not spending time with God because you want to please, you, you want to show the world, you're trying to prove a point to the world, but they are disobeying God and dishonoring God with your busyness. Ah, that one is a very powerful one. So you want to impress your generation. You want to impress the world, but you are not spending time with God. You are not obeying God. You're so afraid of people, men's opinions, that you are pushing aside God's opinion. Have you found yourself in this web? Because it's a web, it's a nasty web. I want to encourage you today. I want to also tell you, don't get too busy. Don't get too busy that you neglect your intimate moments with the Father. Have real conversations with Abba. Spend time with God. Listen to the Father. Listen to the Spirit of God. Obey Him. Don't be too focused on your goals and, object and objectives that you don't listen to God's will. Don't be caught up in the web that King Saul was caught up in. Where you think you are honoring and obeying God, but you are really not honoring Him. You are more afraid of people's opinions. Ah, they will say I'm a failure if I give, if I surrender my time to God. Maybe God is calling you to dedicate your whole life and time to Him. But you are so worried about what the world will think of you. If you are identified as, if you are, if you are identified as the called of God. You know, there are some people that God just wants their time. Has God given you that kind of instruction before? Where he just wants you. But you are so bothered about what your family will think. What your schoolmates, your classmates will think. What your friends, your, form, your colleagues will think. That you are not obeying God because you are afraid of man's opinions. Or God is telling you to forgive someone that hurts you and your family. But you are afraid that your family will think that you are betraying them by forgiving the person that they have been holding a grudge against. Or God is telling you to let go of a relationship, but you are holding on to it because you don't want to be alone. You have a goal. You want to be married before you are 35. You want to be married before you are 40. So you are holding on to ungodliness because of what other people will say. 
what there's so much pressure coming from my family what would they say if i let go of this relationship but you know that that relationship is demonically ungodly or that relationship is distracting you or you know that that relationship is not the will of god has god been telling you to forgive a person that you are holding a grudge against has god told you to open your home to someone but you are shutting the door at that person has God told you to trust him for a child? But no. What will my in-laws think? You want to run helter-skelter outside the will of God. Running from one doctor to another. But God is telling you, come, come. Come have koinonia with me. Let me show you what peace is. What true peace is and what true wholeness is. You cannot find it in having the child you only find it in me when you come to me the blesser i will give to you the blessing is god calling you into a deeper experience but you are too busy for him is god calling you by name but you want the world to call you by a particular name so you are not listening to him can you hear the Holy Spirit speak to you? Are you ignoring the counsel of the Spirit of God? I want to encourage you this moment. Come back to Abba. Come back to him. In a real relationship, there must be intimacy. God wants intimacy. Koinonia. He wants, he wants, some people will call it intercourse. He wants that intimate Thing. He wants that intimate time with you and him where he pours into you. He pours into you. He releases his attributes into you and he makes you whole like Mary did. She spent time with Jesus. She was just listening to, the, to her Lord. And the scriptures say only one thing is important mary has made the right choice and it will never be taken away from her make the right choice today don't be too busy that you miss the voice of god come back to the father he wants your heart he wants you every single thing that makes you who you are he wants you I really do pray that this word blesses someone today. I really pray that there will be testimonies breathed from this word. I really pray that people's prayer altars will be revived. That there will be a revival of souls through this word. I really pray that people will have more intimate moments with the Father. And this word will cause people to listen more and obey the Spirit of God. I pray for you this moment. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed and we have spent time in the Word. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed day. Bye.